it's um, like it's a train, we all sit in the train and I've got special music I made. It's very happy but it gets really sad sometimes. And I'll be the driver of the train, but I'll drive the train with the drums. Mm. And they will be all the passengers, but they all have to help me to drive the train with the drums. So I'll teach them this beat and then we have to close our eyes and then I'll give them uh, the picture of the um, the train, so how the train goes through happy times and then there's a dark tunnel, we go to the sad times, all mm -hmm. the bad memories mm -hmm. and then we come out, but at the end of the train it's always happy. Mm -hmm. Lama and Shlomo to all you Assyrian podcast listeners. It's Ninorta from Arizona. Thanks for tuning in to episode 43. Now, I know I promised you all Arizona guests, and don't worry, we'll get to those. As some of you may know, I was recently in Sydney, Australia, and met some really cool people, so I couldn't resist the chance to get them on the podcast, like today's guest, Ivan Yaku. In Bob Marley's Trenchtown Rock song, one thing he repeatedly says is, One good thing about music... When it hits ya, you feel no pain. Now I'm going to let you press pause right now so you can look up the song because once you listen to the Trenchtown Rock song and then hear our podcast, it clicks. That's exactly what today's guest Ivanyaku is doing. He's created his own drumming program called The Healing Through Ivanyaku's Drumming that's helped refugee students at schools who've been struggling with everyday life through the power of music. This outlet has not only helped their music ability but also better their concentration at school live a happier life, and have higher self-esteem and self-worth. Ivan's program has gained a lot of media attention over the years and continues to grow, and as a result, he's gained many awards. A lot of us have gone through tough times, and Ivan tells us about how he's helped heal so many people with his drumming therapy. I wish I had this in school when I was growing up. We also talked about his experience playing in the Assyrian-Australian band Azaduta, his work with other artists internationally, and also some hints of an upcoming Assyrian music project that he's working on. I can't wait to hear all about that song once it gets released. If this is your first time listening, welcome. We bring new episodes to you every Tuesday, so to keep up, please click on the subscribe button and let others know about us. Join our email list by emailing us at info at assyrianpodcast.com, and don't forget to review us and spread the word about the Assyrian podcast. With Christmas approaching and it being the season of giving, the Ituti Institute is doing something wonderful for the children in our homeland. You may remember our episode number four, we had interviewed Savina Dawood, she's the co-founder of the Ituti Institute, and in that episode she talks about the different projects that they're doing for the people in our homeland. Well, one of the projects they're doing right now is for Christmas, and they're trying to deliver Christmas gifts for over 5,000 children in Nineveh and they need $6 per child to make that happen. We'd love for the Assyrian Podcast listeners to check out the link in the episode description and to please make a donation. Thank you very much for your help with that. Lastly, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Tony Calagrakos and the Injury Lawyers of Illinois and New York. If you know anyone that's been in a serious accident, please reach out to Tony Calagrakos. He's been recognized as a top 40 lawyer and a rising star by Super Lawyers Publication and has obtained multiple multi-million dollar awards. Tony can be reached at injuryrights.com or at 847-982-9516. And now you'll get to hear from Ivan Yaku. 
Ivan, when did you start being involved with music? Okay, so I started drumming when I was nine years old. Uh -huh. I'm Syrian, obviously, from yeah. Iraq. I was born in, in Kirkuk, and then we moved to Baghdad when I was one years old. Mm -hmm. And um, I used to, um, like when I was young, and mom still tells me, like, since I was four or five years old, I would pick any plate and anything and just flip them and start playing the drums. And start playing with plates and plates. pots. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then I remember when I was nine years old, I went to to the wedding with mom and dad. Uh -huh. And um, when I saw a drum kit at the wedding, I still remember what club it was. And I freaked out. I said, oh, this is what I've been looking for uh -huh. uh, for a long time. And then from there, I started it. So since nine years old, I'm as obviously not as a professional, but I started my loving the music and playing drums since nine years old. Nine years old. So since you've been playing drums since such a young age, who drew you to the to the drum, to the drum specifically, or what drew you to the drum set? I've been asked that question before, and I always think I remember. You know, sometimes you go back and you want to see how much you can remember. Mm -hmm. And as much yeah. as I remember back, that I, I just I, I don't know. I was just born and I loved it. Like, wasn't like, because dad wasn't a musician, mom wasn't a musician, my brothers and my sisters, they were none of the musicians. Yeah. And I just loved it. And you've played in the, in the Azaduta yeah, band. Yeah, I played with Azaduta for five years. Wow. We were touring everywhere. And, How was that experience like? It was amazing um, experience because um, I have to admit something out of um, all... The Assyrian art, uh, like when I, when I played with Azaduta, um, especially with, like Robin, he's been um, um, a lead singer and all that. Something I really liked, and I always tell everyone I like about Robin, is um, we played everywhere, like around Australia. And the, the, the amazing thing about Robin, he never stopped saying, we are Assyrians. Mm -hmm. Like I remember some one day we were playing at this um in Baram Bay at the Rail Hotel and they're like we were playing and then um uh, Robin always used to introduce the band and he said ah oh, Evan Yark on the drums although from Iraq Assyrian from Iraq and then when we finished I remember there was three um three um two uh, two two old men and one old lady and they just I can see they wanted to say something. They were just waiting next to the stage when we were packing up, you know, when you finish, you start packing yeah. up. And then the lady came, she said to me, can I ask a question? I said, yes. She said to me, are you really a Syrian? I said, yeah. And she held my hand and she wanted to kiss my hand. I said, what's wrong? No, madam, you can't do it. She said to me, you don't know how many books I have at home about Assyrians. And I thought they were finished. There was no more Assyrians. In the world. Wow. And then Robin came and I said, he said, to her, don't worry, we'll take you to Fairfield. They laughed. And there we like, She was so interested. Um, and she said, and she even invited us for a breakfast second day. She said, we just want you to come and I want to show you my library at home uh -huh. about Assyrians and all that. So, what I mean is, what I, like, I really liked about Azaduta and Robin's being front man. And he never hesitated to say, ah, oh, look, we are serious. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, I must admit, uh, we played some places like real, like, um, like real Aussies there. And I, sometimes I used to tell him, Robin, don't 
block are you gonna mention um, we are Syrians and from Iraq because you know some yeah especially when the war was happening and all yeah. that but he will he will he, every time we were there he mentioned it and that's the, that's the good experience I had with it and yeah. we were always proud and and out of all I must admit out of all Assyrian are the ones are so maybe there's some out there in the United States or Europe but the ones that I know here around Robert he always went out there and not playing for Assyrian when to go Assyrian parties, but he always went and far out there and just say saying about and singing in Assyrian for like yeah. we've done so many festivals and all that like you'll see all European and Australian mm -hmm. um, audience and we'll be playing all these um, funky Assyrian songs and mm -hmm. they, they used to love it and Robin used to mention this is, we are Assyrians you know that that that, that thing I, I really liked about Azaduta. Wow. For five years. And we did that for five years non-stop. That's amazing. Yeah. So you left uh, Azaduta and yeah. then you kind of started your own... When, while I was playing with Azaduta, because, you know, as a musician, you got to play with a lot of bands. Mm -hmm. I was playing with four or five different bands. And then <clears throat> after I finished and um, I was concentrating on this, finish, doing th finishing this um, studio. Mm -hmm. And plus we started playing with different um, guys and then we had to... Um, I started um, concentrating more on um, my program, the one I did now. I've got a program, it's a, it's a drumming program. Mm -hmm. um, it's called Healing Through Evan Yarko's Drumming. As you know, I told you before, I work with the um, Department of Education here. Mm -hmm. And um, I work with seven um, government high schools around Sydney. So I concentrated on that more mm -hmm. because um, I'm writing the book. The book is almost finished. Mm -hmm. Um, wrote a book of about 60 pages. Um, it's all chapters about how the program goes and how it helps um, all these young people, how what they were doing, like how to um, express their feeling and get all the anger out, or if they have a bit of emotion. It's very um, unique program. It's about all the emotions kids have been traumatized or kids have don't have confidence. The, the way I wrote it, it's all about music, but um, building our mm -hmm. confidence and mm -hmm. self-esteem and um, getting rid of all that bad energy we had. So it's, uh, yeah. I concentrated on that. Um, that's why, and then uh, um, me and friend of mine, um, his name is Carlito. Um, I come, he's a guitar player. We He was doing his project and then I, I was heavily involved with this project and we started doing cons. Mm -hmm. That style is completely different. That's it's flamenco. We did a lot of flamenco. Mm. So it's been involved in a lot different of things. things. And now I'm doing my album. Um, it's called um, Even Yakuza Midnight Musicians. It's, it's going to be about 12, um, 11, 12 tracks, all instrumental. Uh, I've got only two or three songs. There's a little bit of vocals on it. Mm -hmm. And I've got one. One song I did, I don't wanna, I'm, I'm not gonna tell you now, but when I finish, I will send it to the <laughs> album. Yeah. But it's gonna be a really good surprise for Assyrians because one day we were doing like that, Carlito, uh, me and my friend Carlito, we were playing at the concert mm -hmm. and um, we were playing a city block, really nice concert, and there were a lot of people in the concert. And when we finished, this Assyrian musician came and he said, I'm very proud of. Um, what are you guys doing and all that? He said, but only one thing I was disappointed. I said, what, what did you get disappointed? He said, you did a lot of things, but you didn't do something Assyrian. 
in this concept and I said to him look I promise you next time um, when I'm doing the album um, I'm gonna do something special for our community a Syrian community he said okay and I promised him that and then when I came back I said okay I have to do something that I'm yeah. gonna make all these people happy proud of something and then I went and researched I saw what the what people did before and then there was one thing that's the most original Assyrian music that's having been done and I said okay I picked that subject and then that music and then um, it's gonna fin- the album is gonna finish end of the year but something it's um, something very special mm-hmm. that very we unique very unique nice but it's a very traditional Assyrian thing mm-hmm. um, everybody knows what it is when they're gonna hear it but I just <laughs> made it very mixed like Assyria with New York yeah I just made it very oh, jazzy wow. but at the same time it's very Assyrian Wow! Yeah, look forward to hearing yeah, that. Yeah, that, that that's one. Exciting. I don't want to say it now because I want to leave it as a leave surprise. Leave it as a surprise. surprise. Yeah. Sorry. But I'll make sure when the album finish, I will send it to you. Yes. So, you know, so Definitely. You can hear it. And I'll, I'm gonna send it obviously to United States, Canada, Europe, all the yeah. albums. But that one, um, as soon as you'll see the name, you say, "Oh my God!" <laughs> that was straight away. That's awesome. So you're also an international sponsor deal with Sonar yeah. as one of the five artists in Australia. And yeah. they sponsor along with UFIP, Axis, and Silver Fox in 2009. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, what happened is, because before we were doing like a lot of festivals and um, gigs and all that and schools, so I got offered before Sonar, I, I, I got offered by um, a um, a shop in the city Bally High, they were connected with all the drum factories and then they said look um, because you're doing a lot so what happens is the drum factories leave it up to the people are on the industry they know who's doing what mm-hmm. obviously they do because the more gigs you do the the better for them because you're advertising the product so mm-hmm. I got offered by Pell uh, Pell drums it's an American drums and then I got applied it for one year or two years and then wasn't my sound the one I liked mm-hmm. and then Sonar drums I loved it since I was a baby like from Iraq I used to see Sonar drums and I always say oh my god I love these drums yeah. and then before I got the pill I pill drums I had um, Sonar drums so um, especially after I started doing schools and all that and they heard about me obviously from the all the drum shops in Sydney and, and all that so I got offered, um, they called me and they said, look, um, we, if you like our product, um, Sonar Jones, we're very interested to take you on board like as a family, part of the family. And, mm. and I was really delighted and I loved it. Um, very blessing. Wow. I think out of all Australia, five of us. Yeah, um, to be able to do that. Yeah, and I'll give you the magazine anyway. So That's maybe awesome. Maybe you can keep it so audited in their own like, commercial magazine. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's amazing. It's one of the those dreams I had since I was young. Yeah. And um, yeah, well, you can check me on their website. You just go to Sonar International. Just put Evniak and they've come up. They've, they've got my profile there. They've got they've like each artist have a, like a small mini uh-huh. um, profile there. So it's all there. Yeah, it's been so amazing. And uh-huh. It makes it easy sometimes. Like for example, if I have a gig now. United States or Canada or even here national going to Melbourne Queensland I don't have to take drums for me so I'll just give 
let them know before and they organize yeah, all the stuff and have to carry all the stuff. Oh, wow, and, that's great. Yeah, it's beautiful. But I do a lot for them too. Like yeah. I've got my YouTube channel, my social media, and yeah. all the albums are playing. Like if you see them, they all the, the names, and yeah. I always promote them too. And I sell a lot of drums for them too. That's good. Yeah. So do you work a lot internationally? Like I know some some artists that are in Chicago or, um, you know, uh, Canada. Do they reach out to you and say, hey, we want you to produce our, our album or we want you to, to do the drum set? How does that yeah, after, how does that work? Yeah, because, you know, these, these days it's all technology. So mm-hmm. um, I've done a lot of them. So they, they send me the um, song from, for example, Europe or United States or Canada. And I'll, I'll just get the song here and I'll play the drums and then send the, I'll send them back all the drums, like mm-hmm. files. Like, um, yeah, it's, 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 that's what I did. I still do wow. it. So you don't only work in Australia? No. All over? Yeah. So when they awesome. send me a song, it's, I'll just play it. It's easy these days. It's not like olden days. In yeah. olden days, it wasn't, especially with technology, wasn't this advanced. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now we can do it. That's great. So you mentioned that you teach students how to play drums and you've created the program for refugee students that's called um, the Healing Through Evan Yapo's Drumming Project. Yeah. What made you decide to create this healing process? Okay, um, this program, I wrote that program first on myself. On yourself? Yes, because, okay. um, you know, born in Iraq, going through um, two wars, like Iraq and Iran, and... Um, I got before and then um, leave a new country when you were young and mm-hmm. then go and getting smuggled between country to country and all that and I had when I was young I had a lot of um, things used to bother me like mm-hmm. when these old flashbacks used to come to me you know as a young child it used to change my moods you know because it's kind of a trauma I had kind of a trauma. So the only thing used to make me happy when I used to sit on drums. That all used to take my all anger and trauma and everything used to take it out. So what I thought is, I thought, oh, okay, if this is working on me, I'm sure there's a lot of kids out there that went through this. And mm-hmm. I could, so I started writing little by little. And then I remember first um, thing there was um, Cabramara High School here in, um, uh, in Sydney. They said, um, we've got some um, refugee kids, they came from um, Syria, Iraq, and all around Africa, and then they, we can see they like drumming. Um, would you do something like that? I said, yeah, I've got, I've got already a program I'm writing down. Um, we can give it a go if you want, um, to one of the counselors, Ms. Um, Pikiri from Cameraman. They said, okay, can. Anyway, when they, I tried it for one time, and I started with the 10 students and then and they, they saw second time the principal and the deputies and the counselors of the school they saw how how these kids within 10 weeks this change happened mm. and then the second term they said even oh, we want to um, book you for another class um, and the second term from 10 they went to 20 students and then third term they went to 40 students and then last term of that year, mm-hmm. um, another school came on, and then first term of the second year, another school, and then Department of Education got involved because 
um, all these three schools, first three schools, they start writing evaluation about the mm -hmm. programs because Department of Education, they always ask what programs working in schools and they started sending all this feedback about my program. So from there, from 10 students, went now up to 200 students. So I teach 200 students a week. Wow. Seven high schools. And some of them are Department of Education booked me straight away. Some of them like by school. So it's all connected now to the department. So mm -hmm. um, it worked really good with them. And then now uh, I even, last time I got called from department and they wanted to take it to the next level because they want to give me more schools, but they know I'm, I, can, I can't do more than 10 a week. Yeah. I have this and I have a family, I have two daughters and yeah. a wife. Yeah. So maybe hopefully next year I will be, um, my book's almost finished and then maybe I'm going to, I'm just still looking. I want to find the right person that I, so I can teach them the program, how it works, and then so I can get like I, I could get employees like to come yeah. work with me and then they go and do the program in different schools that would be awesome yeah but it needs i have to find um the right person for it so tell us how does the program work how does how so, do you do the healing through the drug so the, the healing is um, um i'll just tell you small because it's a big module yeah of course <laughs> but I'll tell you that. so what i do first when when i start um the program first i, I personally myself i meditate a lot mm -hmm. i do the meditation i've studied from my maestro mm -hmm. um, i've got a master he does meditation and all that so i studied first i teach them how to meditate for three minutes, it's called the relaxing breathing technique. Doesn't mm -hmm. take much, just to come the you know with yeah. kids and all the at the schools the high ports up, especially after recess when you have a yeah. class after recess or they, after lunch. Yeah. you know how they work. So we just bring the um the energy down a bit, like in a nice way, just a meditate. And then what I do with the program, I did I explained to them how how we have two energies in our bodies. I call it red energy and green energy. Um, red energy, it's all the anger, mm. um, frustrating, being, being upset, being not happy. So I call that all green, uh, red, red energy. energy. And green energy, I call it like always being happy, relaxed. So what do we do? One of the chapters, I teach them how to get rid of red energy through the drums. I feel sorry for the drums sometimes, but the drums can handle it. And then because of the drums sounds so good, it gives yeah. us green energy through our ways. Because what happens is with with the drums, there's um um there's a frequency on the drum, especially the um, big drums, uh, 70 kilohertz frequency. You don't hear it, but you can feel that vibe, the the um the vibration, mm. and that vibration makes the body feel really good. Mm any human being's body yeah so one of the chapters is this how i teach them and in the same time i teach them how i write songs for them and um like obviously drumming ensemble i teach them beats all from different uh, different uh, like different cultures and all that mm -hmm. and in the same time i do um there is um there's a um one of the chapters is really nice um, it calls train of happiness and sadness. Mm. It's um, like it's a train. We all sit in the train, and I've got special music I made. It's very happy, but it gets really sad mm. sometimes. And I'll be the driver of the train, but I'll drive the 
train with the drums. Mm. And there will be all the passengers, but they all have to help me to drive the train with the drums. So I teach them this beat, and then we have to close our eyes, and then I give them uh, the picture of the um, the train, so how the train goes through happy times, and then there's a dark tunnel, we go to the sad times, all mm -hmm. the bad memories, mm -hmm. and then we come out. But at the end of the train, it's always happy. Mm -hmm. So this has helped a lot with a lot of them because um, the music I'm at, so if you're there, you know exactly what I'm at. So they get happy sometimes, our emotions, if it's something sad happened before, yeah. it's always, as a human being, yeah, um, as a brain, always flashes in the front of you. So I try to always tell them, not for, forget about it, it's there, but we have, we have, we, we know how to deal with it, you know, through the music and drumming. Uh -huh. So that worked really, really luck. At the end of the session, you'll see a lot of them crying and happy teas, sad teas, but they feel really good. Wow. Yeah, it's a, it's a big moment. It's been done before he, something like, um, like they do drumming programs, but my one was very different. That's why it went, um, it went everywhere. Now, I even do it for teachers. Oh wow, that's amazing. Yeah, um, last time I had a session at Cabramatta High School, um, they booked six teachers. They do like teacher development day, mm -hmm. like after school. They booked only six teachers. They tried it and then the principal called me this after two months. He said, Evan, those six teachers were in your lesson. They went and told everyone, guess how many teachers they we've got booked in for the next session. I said, how many? Just 58 teachers. So I was basically sitting there, and then we had to go and bring different drums from different schools because we didn't have yeah you didn't have enough yeah enough. And then I was the youngest one in that room that day. Wow! Um, everybody were like principals and teachers there, and then so it's working really good now. I got a call last time. Um, even corporate companies now. I've got one company called me. It's a big company in Sydney. And he want they want me to do even go and do it for their workers like wow you know how some companies there's too much pressure yeah pressure and stress for the yeah. work so now I'm gonna do that too but I have to find time I wish if they can put another Sunday Sandinita maybe another day of the week <laughs> so we'll have eight days <laughs> so I can have extra days but I don't know how I'm gonna do that but I'll have to do it. It's really good for that's awesome so you've seen a lot of positive results with the yeah. kids from this program yeah. not only me um all the especially counselors and this and i've got all the i think i'll send you some evaluations mm -hmm. yeah the email like you yeah. can read and then we've been um featured the program being featured in channel seven sunrise one of the like very popular channels channel here in yeah. um, australia and I've been featured, last time I had the SBS, World, mm -hmm. New, World News, they came to um, one of the schools specifically for the program. And um, I've been um, an ABC channel mm -hmm. too. Um, so I've been about three, four times we've been on TV, just they, they've heard about it. Mm -hmm. And then they came and, you know, how ask questions yeah. and ask the students how, how um, good the how what was the benefit they're getting from the program and in 2015 i won um best project for the humanitarian awards wow on um, 2015 yeah that's and awesome. 2016 i got nominated for the 
Youth Action, um, like Michelle Flores with Action, 2017 mm -hmm. again, got nominated. So, yeah, it's been working really good. Wow. Yeah, I'm very happy. So you've you've gotten, like you mentioned, many awards and accolades yeah. from yeah. from this uh, project that, that yeah. you've come up with. Yeah. What would the 10-year-old Evan say about this? Oh, sometimes the gets, younger you. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> get too emotional. Not in a, in a happy emotional because um, I, I don't know if um, I, I I saw this when I was young. You did. Yes, I knew, and I've still these things. Most of my goals when I was young, I've achieved them. Wow. And I'm very, I, I always thank God for that. I'm, it's a blessing. There's a few of them. But I don't mind because I don't want to be too much. Mm -hmm. um, being, um, you have to be happy with what you have. Um, but most of the goals I wanted since I was young, it came through and I'm very happy. But I saw this when I was young. I always told everyone, my parents, because when I was young, my dad um, was a teacher mm -hmm. um, in Iraq for 28 years and he didn't want me to play the drums because um, my old brother and my sister were all unis and all yeah. that and he thought not because he didn't love me but he thought maybe this job would not be good enough yeah he wanted me. more for you yeah yeah and then I remember before he passed away a few um, nine oh, ten years ago um, I remember he one day he was really sick and he said to me look I'm gonna tell you something because he refused to buy me drums when I was young, I had to make my own drums and yeah. um, was a bit strug struggling process in the beginning. But before he passed away, he said to me, look, can I tell you something? I haven't told you this before. He said to me, oh, you made me proud wow. with what you did. So That's um, awesome. was it's yeah, and I saw this when I was young. When, that you wanted to be a yeah. teacher. And I wanted to be a teacher, I wanted to own a studio, I wanted to be sponsors, I wanted to play the drums everywhere. So it's been um, wow. been happening. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, and I've got a beautiful two daughters and wife. My wife, she's really supportive. She's supportive with my and mom supported me a lot Yeah. when I was young. Like dad didn't want me to um, do drums, but she is always, you know, how moms yeah, are. Yeah, of course. Tell me, don't worry. You just keep practicing, and then I will make sure um, one day. So That's I didn't awesome. even have drumsticks. I used to go, I, I remember how I made my drumsticks. I, mom had, um, you know, there's, there was hangers like um, clothing. Yeah, hangers, yeah, yeah. The, um, the, um, the wooden one, uh -huh. and at the bottom they've got really fine. Um, yeah, yeah, the stick on the bottom. Yes. Yeah. So I remember when um, when I made my drums out of buckets, I went to mama said, "Can I have those two hangers?" <laughs> and she said, "Why? What?" You? I said, "I want to make new drumsticks." And I remember, she, and those hangers back then in Iraq they were a bit expensive. Uh -huh. But I remember still she said, "Okay, take them, but make sure, um, like when you pull them out of the." You don't break the all the. Yeah. Do you play any other instruments? I play a bit of. I've studied um, obviously music, mm -hmm. and um, I've studied all um, most of the instrument. But as a theory wise, I know I can play piano. But I wouldn't call myself a piano player. Yeah. But I can do when I do my arrangements and producing and all that. I've got like it's good enough for me just to arrange songs and then um for the songs I'm after I do like all the scratches and all that, and mm -hmm. I bring professional piano players. I play a little bit of piano, yes, mm. not much.
But mainly drums, that's drums. your passion. Yeah, that's what I love drums. And I'd like to teach them drums. Nice. So. <laughs> so right now we are in your studio. Yes. Real uh, Rhythm Studios. Yeah. Um, when did you open the studio space? So the, this location was opened um, eight years ago. But before this um, location, I had a very small mini studio at my, my mama's house, mm -hmm. uh, the, the backyard. But this place was opened seven, eight years ago. Mm -hmm. But the small one, it's been there since 2004, 2005. Yeah. Very nice. It's a beautiful space. Can you tell us a little bit about the tour that we just went on so, you yeah. can, so the listeners can hear about the different rooms that you have? Yeah, so the uh, Real Rhythm Studio now, the, this new location, it's, um, it's a recording studio, music school and a dancing studio. Mm -hmm. So we do recording, we teach um, um, instruments and we do dancing mm -hmm. as, uh, uh, in the same time. Wonderful. Yeah. You've performed and also produced many different albums. Yeah. Um, which album has been your favorite to perform? As a like um, a Western way or a, a Syrian? Or which both. Oh, Let's so, do both. Western and Assyrian. Yeah, I've got so many favorites, um, but I wouldn't. I don't know. For the Assyrian in this beat, I love. It's always been my favorite. It's um, Ashur Sergis. Yes. You, you performed in that one? Yeah, I we did I did all the drums and mm -hmm. uh, we, we we recorded Ashur Sergis vocal in the old studio and we did all the mix mastering me and um, uh, um, my colleague Shane of it. Out of Assyrians, um, that was my favorite because, um, as you know, Ashur Sergis is one of the kind. Yes. Um, and the way he writes his music and his songs and it's really, I don't know, just so that was one of my favorite. And I did, Babki's one was favorite and I played even one of the Azadutas album. Mm -hmm. um, the um, Planetarium one. So there's um, a lot of them, but I must admit that my favorite one was um, Ashur Bitsergis one mm -hmm. for the Asian. But for the Western, um, the one I really liked was Kel Taylor's. Um, there's an artist called Kel Taylor. Mm -hmm. He's an Aussie artist, Australian. Mm -hmm. And um, we, we are produced and uh, performed in his album and we did the mixing. And for two weeks, his one of his songs were top of the charts in our one of the our registration he mm. in um Australia it's called Triple J. Mm -hmm. We were um number one for two weeks um with his album. So that was one of my favorite ones. But this I've done about all together maybe about forty or forty two albums till now. Wow. Yeah. That's Assyrian but this, and, this and one, Western. Assyrian and Western. Wow. These are the ones that are popping straight away. Yeah. Some of them are just, uh, sometimes when I go through, the, oh, this, I did this. And, but these ones, they just pop now when you ask me that question. That's good. Any other uh, Assyrian ones that you worked on? Oh, uh, yeah. I did Babki's album. Do you, mm -hmm. do you remember? You know Babki? Mm -hmm. um, Babki's album, I did the drums, the producing, the mixing, and the... Um, recording. I worked on Giorgis Nicola's Giorgis Nicola album. I worked on Edmond David's album. Played in um, um, Wilson Isha's album. Uh, one of them, I obviously Ashur with Sergis uh -huh. one, and I did um, Azaduta's album too. Yeah. Azaduta, it's, it's Assyrian and world music. Yeah. This one with the one. Ah, I did uh, Johnny Zaya's album. This is the ones that are coming to me. Yeah. 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 So Ivan, what are your plans in the in the next coming years? I know you mentioned a book, an album. 
yeah my plan is um so my album i want to finish it um, by next year uh -huh. and um the book it's almost finished the book i'm gonna finish the book the healing through amniotic drumming book uh, for the school uh -huh. and the album i have to finish it um by next year because there's really nice not because it's my album anyway you you will hear it um especially i'm very happy about the 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 assyrian the assyrian song that i did mm -hmm. um it's gonna make it um even for the new generations and that the song i did it's the most traditional thing that assyrian have um like it's very it's pure assyrian like it's not like one of like it's I don't. If I'll go more into it, I'll get into yeah, it. So yeah, I don't yeah. Want, but it's you. You're you're getting excited talking about yeah, it. So yeah. I, I don't want to. I don't want to say it now <laughs> to everybody who's the album. Yeah. But it's gonna yeah. be something really nice for yeah. the old generation and new generation, even for the Western yeah. um, um, Western world. So they know. Oh, okay. This nice. is how Assyrian music used to be, but this is how modern Assyrian music. Yeah. It's gonna be like it's very it's very traditional, but I made it very jazzy. Yeah. The melody, it's the Assyrian tradition, but the chords and the arrangements, it's very jazzy. It's like um um an Assyrian guy from north of Iraq flies to New York and sits in um in um Blue Note and there's a jazz band and you tell him, Okay, look, I've got this song, I wanna sing it. Can you just do some arrangement for me? And then he will He'll do his Sing thing. part of that traditional song, and then the band will take it off from there, and they make it the same melody, but they make it very New York jazz. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> really cool. <laughs> yeah, you like it. You like it. Yeah, I'm very proud of it. I must nice. Say. And all the musicians, especially I've got the bass player. It's from um, United States. The guy. I've got some international um, musicians. They're working mm. with me. So I've got um, a um, accordion player. Um, he's from Sweden, a Syrian guy, Isho. Mm. Isho George is a very good accordion player. He's one of um, um, amazing Syrian musicians. And I've got the bass player, he's American from um, LA. He's the, he's the bass player for Chikuya. Mm. Um, Chikuya is one of the best jazz pianists in the world. And I met him when I went there last year in New York. So he's doing the bass and a lot of good musicians here from Sydney. Nice. From different like from um, all around the like European, Aussies, Australians, um, uh, a few Assyrian mm -hmm. musicians. So it's gonna be a nice project. Nice. Yeah. Any piece of advice that you'd like to share to our listeners? Just believe in yourself. That's the most. That's the best advice I can give. When you have something in your head, even if it's a small goal or small light. Mm -hmm. You see, you can do it because um, because if your brain thinking about it, that means the brain can do it. Oh, that's an interesting. You know, it's, your brain will not go above the capacity of your brain. Like for me, I've never dreamt of I've been in a doctor mm -hmm. or been in a, a lawyer. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Since I was young, my brain told me that. Um, the like for example, just imagine my brain talks to me and tells me, look, I'm wired for this thing. And when you're young, especially when you go to school and all that, you'll get some supporters, some not, especially when you're like, your friends tell you, ah, you're dreaming, you can't do that. That's just a dream. Mm. Um, don't believe in that. If your brain tells you there's a light, you can do it. Mm. And it's very easy to do. You just got to believe in yourself.
and he can do whatever you want. If you believe in yourself, you can do it. If I did it, everybody can do it. I'm yeah. not smarter than all other people out there. I'm not smarter than them. I even tell this to my students. And we were some, like when we came to Sydney and we've got, we were a group of musicians and all that, some of them, they were Syrians. Some of them, they said, oh, Evan, this is not going to happen. Obviously, you're going to work hard for um, doing what you would love to do. Like there was days I used to go to uni, I had no money. Mm. Um, hot chips I used to smell from friends at uni used to um, smell like biryani to me from doctors. <laughs> I couldn't afford even buy hot chips sometimes at the uni, yeah. but I never gave up. I said, no, I can do it. Sometimes I will have money only to for petrol just to get to the uni, to music and then come back. I used to choose to put petrol, not, not to go to uni yeah. and stay with no lunch all day. So, as I said, if you've got it, you can do it. That's the, do not, some people maybe will put you, try to put you down. Some, some of them, they don't mean it. Mm -hmm. Not because they want to put you down as a bad way. Then maybe they, like dad, when I was there, he said to me, I wanted to be a lawyer or um, a doctor, mm -hmm. not because he didn't like me or he did, he did, he, he, he thought maybe this thing will not have a good future for me. Mm -hmm. But as a young child, I knew, I said, no, this is what I want to do. I know I don't, uh, my brain telling me this is what, and I did it. And you're helping out other refugees as well. It's not only refugees, the problem is not only for refugees. It's some for of, anybody for going through young, a difficult time. Yeah, a difficult time, or some of them, you'll see them very smart, but they don't have confidence. But the, my advice is, if you, you have to believe in yourself. Absolutely. If you want to do it, you can do it. Ivan, thank you so much for having me here. No, it's thank you, Nenorta, for coming all the way <laughs> to Sydney from the United States. And um, I'm really proud of what you do. And I hope if we have more Assyrian young people do what the, one, the thing you're doing. Because it's really, um, this is what our community needs. Yeah. Just some, all this young generation, just to take it to the next step. Mm -hmm. So we can, we can show the world that we can, even with no country, of course. we can do it. You know what I mean? There's a lot, There's that, a we, lot. that we do. Yeah. Thank you again, Nirota. Thank you, Basimah Abba. Okay.